celebrating success, learning from legends, and growing poppies. This is Tall Poppy Talk with Grace Lewis. Kia ora and welcome. Today we have a very special guest, Alex Stewart. He's an award-winning, certified innovator and entrepreneur who has a string of accomplishments bolstering him, and he's just getting warmed up. In 2021, he was a finalist in the Emerging ICT Leader Award category at the NZ CIO Awards. He won the Innovation Gold Wellington Gold Awards, as well as taking home the title of the 2021 Wellingtonian of the Year Youth. He's founded and serves as the CEO of his own company, Wombat Net Limited. At just age 13, the inception of Wombat Net was born and later would develop into a very real broadband solutions provider. Alex has overcome endless challenges and harnessed his tech plus business skills. Having successfully attracted the attention of private investors when existing businesses doubted his ambition, and by early 2020, he'd secured investors and Wombat Net installed its first tower on private land. Since then, a further 10 at least have been built. It's an absolute honor to welcome you today, Alex, to Tall Poppy Talk. Where and how are you today? Thank you, Grace. Yeah, no, I'm so I'm uh, at home. I'm back from sort of my very short holiday, the first one I've had in sort of like forever. Um, <laughs> and um, yeah, so I'm just just at home, sort of going through the the you know the Christmas emails and whatnot. And yeah, I'm happy to be on the show. Brilliant. And how's that for you getting back into it? Is that excitement a lot of emails as you said to get through are you just chomping at the bit for 2023 yeah no I mean because I so I, I, like I turned 18 like a couple of weeks ago um and so I I always sort of had my you know 18th year planned and uh, to be sort of the big year where everything happens and so yeah so I'm I'm sort of slowly working on um on all those sort of those ambitions that I've been holding back because I you know w- wasn't able to do them because I'm not not a legal adult and that's what if you didn't catch that he's just turned 18 and at just 14 years old I know you partnered your parents had to get involved because you weren't 18 and the Palmerston North based internet service provider and obviously your parents have supported your ambition I read an article from the New Zealand Herald but you said that your dad has given you a lot of advice and put you in that business mindset and your mom helped with the logistical things. She was the director of the company because you weren't 18 at the time of the article. So to expand on that, how do you think your parents' encouragement fueled your ambition and what sort of influence did you think they had in launching WombatNet? Yeah, so I mean, my um, sort of the the story behind how I started the company at it's a very unique one, I I would say. So essentially what happened is there was a period of time where I was enrolling in a new school and and for about, I think, five or six months, I wasn't actually enrolled in a school. And so I, I didn't really have anything to do. And and so that was the, the point in time where I decided to create it. At, at first, it wasn't supposed to be a business sort of internet provider it was just uh sort of supposed to be a side thing with with dad what what happened was I um my dad was doing a perp job in this uh this beach community just outside of my hometown Monganui and the people there they were they were older people you know sort of retired and 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 they came up to me as someone you know who was young and thinking that I might be able to help them and they started asking me about like um you know whether 
I knew anything about internet and whether I could help. This was when I was maybe 13 and uh, whether I could, you know, help them out because they were, they were struggling. A lot of them were struggling to work. Um, this wasn't quite when people were working from home as much yet, but, but people out there were still struggling because of how much of our lives today um, relies on internet. And so, yeah, so within that sort of five to six month period where I wasn't um, going to school, I had this idea and I reached out to a bunch of local sort of IT firms thinking, you know, I, I need someone or, or, or an organisation, you know, that is well known or has some credibility behind me to make this happen because I don't have any money. And I need some, you know, some guidance. I don't obviously have any qualifications. I need, I need some help. And a lot of them um, weren't very keen. There was, um, there was one company that you mentioned in Palmerston that did for, for a period of time help us. Yeah, I mean, my parents' role in this, I, my, my dad, he's a very, he's a very traditional guy. He wasn't very happy. Um, later on, when he found out that I would be leaving school to do this, because you know he he wanted me to follow the same path that everyone else in the family had, you know, where we you know graduate and go to university and get a, a a degree for something, because most of the people in my family are all quite high achievers. And so for him, at the beginning, he was very apprehensive. Um, he didn't really want to have anything to do with it, because <laughs> my 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 parents are, are, are divorced, and I was living with uh, my mum at the time, I think but actually just around the corner. And um, yeah, and my mum, she, it, it took some, uh, it took some sort of some coercing for her to, uh, for her to get, get, get involved in it. Um, she, English is her second language. And, um, and so, you know, for her to actually understand that the stuff that was going on, it was quite difficult for her, but um, but she was prepared to, you know, help me with the, help me overcome the sort of the legal hurdles that existed because of my age. And yeah, and essentially what happened is, um, I think, uh, I think my dad was driving to work on, and he heard on the radio that this thing called the Rural Innovation Lab, it was a, a rural innovation scheme that had um, just started up inside of an accelerator in, uh, in Palmerston. And they were looking for, for projects that you know had that involved that encompassed you know rural innovation to um to support and they would award some uh some funds to the the projects and also um provide one-on-one -on -one mentoring and and whatnot to make the ideas come come to fruition and luckily enough I was I was um selected by them uh, to be one of the I think it was five projects um that they supported in 20 I think it was 2019. And yeah, and that's sort of where it started. And because the people that I was working with, I was working with, you know, highly, highly skilled overseas accountants that have, that have worked for, you know, Lloyd's Bank and, and and whatnot. They were ready for me to, you know, go full throttle and 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 make it a, an actual business that that I was working on myself um, instead of some sort of you know side project partnership. And yeah, and that's sort of when I uh, when I un understood that it was something that I could take on. Um, and although it wasn't something that is very normal for people um, my age to be doing it, I, I I knew that I could do it. And yeah, and so with their support, that's sort of where it, where it grew from there. And you can understand why they were apprehensive, I think. Absolutely. I'm glad that they were coerced, so your mum got on board. And because you have turned 18, has that process happened where you have ownership fully of one yes. bit net. Yeah, yeah. So, so initially at the beginning, I think. Uh, so, so obviously we, the company needed a director. So my mum took um took that position. She did. She didn't have any involvement in the company, 
she 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 helped me she helped me get places before I had my license. That's 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 how she helped me. But yeah, so so now I um I I'm one of the directors and um and retain uh most of the ownership of the company. Um the the other uh, parts are controlled by um by the investors that are involved. But yeah, so 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 I do have a um, a bit more control now, which is good. And um yeah, I don't sort of have to you know, bring mum and and with with me into the bank to sign every document. You know, I can do it myself now, which is good. Oh wow! And shows my unfamiliarity with the business world because I'm like forgetting investors have shares and ownership and all those yeah. things that genuinely amazes me and leads to my next question. I was really fascinated that with Wombat Net, is it true? It's uncapped plans yeah so going into the into the industry I didn't have I didn't have a lot of knowledge behind why providers cap plans and so I was I was looking at it from the outside and I was like why should we have cap plans in this day and age you know that the, there's there's so much technology everywhere you know why why are we capping plans and so I at the beginning said I'm not going to um to offer plans that are capped um because I because I just see it as a is a money-making thing it, it, it is sort of half half of it is to generate more revenues so you can charge more for more data but it is also providers do have data caps in place to regulate sort of load on the network so that people who are really high users don't um sort of abuse the, the capability of that connection and and ruin it for others um but we've found ways to um to overcome that rather than placing caps data caps on the plans so is it still uncapped yes yeah Wow. Okay. Cause that's what I was going to say is um, a similar article might've been the same one. You had said people should not have to pay exorbitant amounts for limited data at low speeds. And it feels like, even as you just said, you're breaking these stereotypes as a businessman at a young age, those two things happening in parallel is it's challenging the status quo of just internet providing business norms in general. So being innovative, also being a young person in a pretty complex industry, do you think that that latter part has prevented you from being taken seriously as an entrepreneur? Do you think coming in at that younger age in business in general, but particularly in like the tech space, prevented you from being taken seriously? Absolutely, yeah. I, I think because I started at such a young age, you know, even if I had maybe entered the industry when I was I don't know, maybe 19 or 20, I feel that I would have still been not taken seriously. But entering this industry where everyone, you know, when we when I go to conferences and everyone in the room are, you know, in their 50s or 60s as a 14-year-old, it was very, and I understood why, um, but but it, but yeah, it was very difficult for me to be taken seriously. And it did, it did also affect, it, it affected growing the business because I wasn't able to develop sort of you know business relationships as easily because I couldn't really go up to at, at the beginning I couldn't really go up to people I didn't really have the uh the courage nor the um nor the uh what's the word like relatability I don't know is yeah, that part yeah, of yeah, it yeah. yeah yeah and and so and so going like yeah people just weren't really interested in talking to me and we and when the first sort of um the articles came out because I needed I thought how am I going to build credibility I can't um, I don't have money to run ads. I can make a website, but no one's going to go to it. Um, I need people to know that I'm doing this and I need people 
um, I need feedback to, you know, improve the model. And so I went to the media and 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 a, and a lot of them were interested in um in writing about it uh, and what I was doing. But once some of those articles started coming out, I I, I made some comments that uh, other people in the industry didn't like me making. They were some of them were you know sort of semi trade secrets, um, and some of them were also um uh, me sort of promising things that were um, at a higher level than what other providers who have been around for 20 years were were doing. Um, and I was saying that I would be able to, you know, do what they're doing and even better. And they really didn't like that because, you know, people were coming, uh, going to them saying, you know, uh, can we maybe, you know, have a faster plan? They were saying, no, this is the most we can do for you right now. And I was saying that that wasn't the case. Um, and so within the industry, uh, for the first couple of years, I was, I would say I was looked down upon and I, and I wasn't very well liked and it, and it was difficult you know, going into business, trying to understand that because I'd never been in that sort of situation before. I'd never been in business before. And going into that at such a young age when I was, you know, still dealing with friendship problems, you know, high school friendship stuff and going into this business world, it was very, um, it was very overwhelming. And um, and yeah, and I think, yeah, as I said, me being so young in this industry, um, making all these promises, it, it, it didn't help either with my credibility within the industry and um, and my sort of overall likability. And I'm in two minds because part of me is mad, right? But the other part's not surprised because yeah, it's the whole essence, right, of tall poppy is maybe like mentors want to see you do well as a side hustle. That's cool. Oh, good on him. He's going to do things. And then suddenly when you're actually becoming dominant and you're caring about people in rural communities and you're seeing gaps where maybe yeah. big providers don't think it's worth it, that's where your authenticity comes out and suddenly it's like a threat. And so I can see it's not, I don't want to say that it's flattering because you were seen as competition in some ways, but it's just, yeah, it's not kind. It's not welcoming. And it is very impressive that you persevered through that because a lot of people would have, especially at your age, regardless of the age, would have thought, okay, maybe this isn't for me. Um, and we'll get into that a little bit later. But what do you think kept you going? Why did you keep persevering when you weren't feeling welcomed? I think I, I think part of it was because I already made promises to um to to these sort of these communities and I didn't want to break those promises I, I'd already said that you know I was working on on this and and you know people people who have always lived in this lived in urban areas don't quite understand how much of a struggle it actually is when you when you want to you know have a digital life um, when you live outside of the city and and so for these people I'd already sort of promised that I would be fixing those issues for them and I don't, didn't like the idea of you know stepping down especially after the, there had already been press coverage I didn't want to give up but because that sort of made me feel like I would like I'd you know lost and even now every day I'm working to sort of that mindset where I can't lose I I, I need to prove these people wrong because you know pr if, if I if their statements that, you know, I'm going to, the company's going to collapse or whatever, if they come true, that would be like the ultimate um, letdown for me. Yeah, because that, that's sort of what keeps me going is is, um, is is knowing that I've proven these people wrong who have been in the industry for so long and have so many qualifications. But um, yeah, and, and then this 14-year-old comes in and, 
and 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 smashes that <laughs> wow yeah i um that's that's wicked and the customer service element of it you mentioned before you know you're in high school just having friendship genuine trying to develop relationships with society um and then there's you actually also running a business dealing with customers who are relying on you so much like the internet is fundamental to a lot of people's jobs just in general so because it's a must of the business of any business customer service how did you manage those relationships like you obviously wear a lot of hats as ceo as founder like all these things how did uh, how does the hat of customer service come in when you still have school or you still have other commitments especially in the beginning yeah i mean it was it was difficult <laughs> I mean, I when I was starting up, I didn't have, um, you, you know, I had I had lots of offers of support, you know, from business mentors and whatnot. But because this specific industry is so specialized, um, and there are so few people who actually know um, the 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 ins and outs. There are lots of people who say that they do, but 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 it is to actually do it is one thing, and um, uh, and yeah, I mean, dealing with customers. Even even up until recently, I, I've I've had to de- I've had to personally deal with every single customer, and um and these customer relationships, it's not just like I don't know we we send a package out to them and send them an order confirmation. We have to there's a, there's a whole relationship that we have to build with every every client because of the nature of the business. Because we're not, for example, the way that the company works is we. We, we, we will go in and uh, when a customer asks for a service, if they are eligible for that service, then one of our staff members will um, will come out to um, install the equipment for them. That might take one or two hours. Um, and during that period, they'll be talking to us and following that, uh, there's, there's obviously, you have to retain that customer um, satisfaction and, you know, you have to retain them, obviously, um, over the entire period of service. And that might be for the, for the life of the company. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know how to compare it to other sort of businesses, to other sort of customer-facing roles, but it is, um, yeah, dealing with customers is a very uh, a very large part of what I do. Um, and anyone who's worked in in retail or customer-facing um, jobs will know the, the the downsides and the struggles that come with that. But there are obviously, you know, a lot of a lot of positives in hearing, you know, the 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 feedback from certain customers you know who, who it, it, it was really surprising you know like the first time someone said you know you've changed my life and I was like I don't really understand that you know yeah. how have I but but then when they actually get into it and and you know they say like you know we've contacted every single company in the country and no, no one wants to help us unless we're going to give them 50 grand and then and then this teenager comes in and does it for us it's like you know and and and, and so to hear that from to hear that feedback from a lot of our customers is is really uh it, it, it does keep me going yeah but yeah I, I definitely wear a lot of different hats um i i like to retain most of the control over the company just so that i know what's going on yeah. um because it's a very agile company and industry a, a, a lot changes all the time i mean I, I i i do a lot of work um i've as as i said earlier on i had my first holiday in three years <laughs> and I and I only got a couple phone calls during that that was over Christmas the customer thing when you said yeah you get like those real interactions of you've changed 
my life like holy moly makes a lot of sense and when you started the business were those things you were expecting like were you expecting to have relationships with people like that or has that become like a bonus part um I didn't think so no I I didn't I didn't because I just come out of school and and the only sort of social interactions that I had was with family and teachers and you know kids at school um I'd I'd never really had uh you know a large number of I've never really dealt with adults you know in, in in that sort of um context and um and so I didn't expect to be able to first be accepted by a lot of them and and I also didn't ex- expect to be um a, a, a lot of them have been very sort of welcoming in the ter- in the terms of they welcome me into their um into their circle a, a lot of customers like like I, I've a lot of customers and they invite me to their Christmas dinners and and things like that because they uh because because what I've done for them is they they see that as very integral to their lives and to the community because although it's this invisible thing that some people might not think is that important when when you you know when you live five minutes away from a a a main main city where no one has any problems and you're you're just living in the sort of hole of uh you know you you haven't had any any advancements in technology uh, in the last you know 30 40 years you're running on the same the same system that was um that was run by the post office 50 years ago that that telegraphs were delivered over yeah essentially and you can't you definitely got there what my question was supposed to be i got off topic was about the customer relations if you'd expected to have such relationships like that going into it and what i will feed into and i can ask it separately if you want it was about community service and had that always been an important value of yours yeah okay community service i mean i um i was thinking about this yesterday and i i think you know like like my 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 brother for example he's very he, he has a similar mind to me he's very business minded but he is more into like i was having a, a discussion with him and he was talking about you know different sort of what some might call quick money schemes like um you know low level trading stock trading or starting some kind of drop shipping website or something like that yeah. um that 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 might get you some quick money i personally don't think that i want to spend time on on anything that doesn't have some kind of benefit to the to the wider community because i think that although sort of your you know i've i've been told many times you know your purpose is to make money for yourself i think that um i think that you know we have so many opportunities that we don't realize and we the 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 social sort of norm of what of what you do you know you go to university you go get a job working for someone and you do office work whatever it is I, I don't know I just feel like I feel like I personally feel feel that me me as a as a, as a human on this earth I, I have a duty to serve other people and the earth itself the environment to help you know society and the community in, in, in ways that I can and I don't think that right now with this company it's it's um although it does provide le- a certain levels of support to the community I feel that um you know in the future I definitely want to do things that are more uh community and social focused so- socially focused uh because yeah I-, I think although 
in business, you, you, you're, yeah, your mindset is supposed to be about, you know, making the most money, which is something that is in the back of my mind because, it, you know, without money, you can't run the business. But um, I, 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 most of my sort of thinking is around what can I do to innovate and improve offerings to make things easier, more accessible, uh, you know, uh, more, more affordable for um, for the general public, um, just just so that people, you know, to alleviate pain points that people have in certain things, and, and just ensure that I'm doing my part to improve improve the way that society works. Yeah, yeah, I think what I'm hearing there, I I love that, and there's such a sense of longevity, and I like that you said profit not even profit making but there is a financial aspect to everything and yeah, for longevity absolutely. you need that but it's for me I think two-parted like even with the podcast I'm fortunate it's not my job <laughs> like you have this added pressure because it's your whole yeah. identity and that's a concept you know athletes business people artists like if they're tied to their identity in the way that you are if Wombat Net's having a bad day it's like is Alex having a bad day because it's so yeah no they <laughs> they call me they, in, the, in the community I'm known as um uh they, they don't call me Alex they call me Mr Wombat unfortunately <laughs> that's that's the name that I've gotten for myself Mr Wombat but I totally see that because you've thrown everything into it and that's why the longevity of the business and what you're doing and what you're going to continue to do is so authentic and mm-hmm. how I can parallel it it's easier for me to understand when I can internalize it it's like with the mission of like tall poppy talk is no one could listen right and the longevity comes from if I have a really genuine authentic desire to talk with people about tall poppy syndrome and just raising each other up and all these things so yeah if no one listens that's fine because the longevity is not coming from that so for you with wombat a business model needs some longevity fiscally but the longevity actually comes from you authentically wanting to help people in the community and I just love it like it's that's really cool to hear and I can see you and people can't see you if they're listening but you're smiling as you're talking about it because you don't have to think about it it's coming just naturally out of you um I think that that's awesome and even going back to what we spoke about earlier when you were getting resistance and actually just outright maybe mean comments etc to just push through because you really believed in what you were doing is so important and again we'll talk talk about that soon I I have one question before we really jump into that is when you did face rejection from businesses already you presented this model you turned to the chamber of commerce from what I believe right for help which led to you linking up with mentors which you discussed and in the competition, um, the Rural Innovation Lab, which was successful. Um, from there, you were swarmed with support, right? The publicity surrounding you and your mission grew when media got involved. So I just wanted to ask what your experience with the media was and all this public attention when it really started to swarm, essentially. Yeah, Um it was, I think when that first stuff, uh, like I, I had a few newspaper articles and, and like, I think it was the Wanganui Chronicle, which sort of didn't, didn't really do much. But once the, I think the first stuff article was published, um, I remember I was 
I might have been 15 um and I was no I was 14 and I was um I remember I was sitting in my bed and um they published it in the morning and for the next probably week I was just like there was an email coming through every like 30 seconds literally like thousands and thousands and thousands of emails from people all over the country because obviously I was saying you know I'm doing initially it was supposed to be in you know the rural Manawatu Palmerston area and they were like please please like you know we'll 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 get we'll get our entire community get a please please come to this you know at this location in the South Island or the top of the like there was there were so many um more areas than I realized that were that were without coverage and a lot of um this is this is a bit, a bit off topic but a lot of um the statistics that are provided by you know providers and government um in regards to you know network coverage around the country there, there may be coverage in those locations but it doesn't necessarily mean that the service will support what those um what those people want to do with it um whether that's you know working from home or running a business yeah and so and so there's still a lot of gaps around the country um and from you know, from that uh, that first media release, um, it, it really made me realise how much bigger this problem actually is. It's a lot bigger than me, and um, and, and it's 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 more work than I could ever do. So, um, you know, from from that, I decided that I wanted to focus on just the Wellington region. I'm not going to make any promises to anyone anywhere else because then that just diverts my focus, and I can't do that. Yeah, I think when the I think when the second staff article was published, the 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 reporter that did it for me, she, she she's a, she's a lovely lady. She um helped me because I've never had any like you know PR training or anything yeah. like that, and so and so she sort of you know helped me a little bit with um you know what to say and and that sort of stuff. Um and I think I think that she she texted me later in the week and she I think she said that that article, I think it was the third top article in the Wellington region that for that whole week. And so, and and so, I know that lots of people definitely saw it, and and, and yeah, and I, and I for that week, you know, I was like, I went to my mail room, and they're like, oh, you're that guy in the newspaper, like, and 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 it was weird getting recognised by all these people for this thing, like, like I'm not like a celebrity, I don't, I'm not, I'm just running a business, and so it was weird to um, you know, to have have people um, you know, recognise me, but it's definitely helped, you know having people who know what I'm doing outside of like my service communities and that sort of stuff, having, um, you know, feedback and, and, and consistent, you know, sort of pushing, you know, positive pushing from, from, from other people is, is really helpful. And that's, um, that's something that I've gained through, um, through media coverage. I love that that reporter took the opportunity, obviously had a young person who potentially hadn't had many interviews or before and, really trained you and you can see like you speak so well you know what you're talking about so she set up a good foundation there which you've expanded upon and I like how you were saying that people outside of your area some of obviously in the area you physically saw them but all this kind of inflow shows you that people are supporting and watching from afar and that Mm. gets to the crux of my mission of talking with you primarily is could you describe to me what tall poppy syndrome is from your perspective? There's no right or wrong answer. It's just what you think tall poppy syndrome is and how it's impacted you. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think for, for me, you know, I, I haven't lived very long in comparison to some other people. I, I don't have all the, uh, the knowledge about society and about the ways that, that it works. I'm still learning every day. But I do think that to a certain level, most 
or at least some people in society, especially the most vocal ones, seem to not like people doing things that are that are outside of the social norm, um, that are outside of uh, the traditional sort of steady level of innovation of, of progression and innovation and things like that they don't like things that move quickly they don't like things that are different and that shows when you know it, it, it happened a lot within my industry um it happened it happened more I, I received more sort of tall poppy you know kind of related criticism from people within my industry because obviously some of them were upset that I would you know was 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 going to be a competitor to them but from from my perspective it's I, I don't really know why people want to do it I don't I don't know the psychology behind it but but it's it's definitely something that I have experienced and and it's it's you know if you're not in the right headspace if you're not in the right mindset and you don't have the right sort of uh the right drive um it can definitely it can definitely uh, hurt you and especially if you're someone who's who's known to the public if you've been in the media um it can be um it can it can be very detrimental because you do take you know early on you you do you do take everything personally you you learn over time after being in the public eye that that you know every, there's always going to be people out there who don't like you there's always going to be people out there who uh, you know, jealous or uh, for whatever reason, um, and you just you just learn over time not to take that um, not to take that to heart. But um, yeah, it, it, it did impact me early on quite significantly. I like I I I haven't been open about it before, but I I have really really struggled with mental health in the past, and um, and I um, I'm no no stranger to you know depression and 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 things like that you know when you're when you're in that mindset you know when something might be going wrong and you you know receive a comment or a remark from someone um that is personal from someone else especially when it's about something that you've worked so hard for and that you've dedicated all your time to it's um it, it can it can it can affect you it, it, it probably will affect you yeah you know, I've just learnt over time that, especially when it comes to depression, where you know, tall, tall poppy syndrome and the related, you know, behaviours that people um, that people do, you know, to people who who, who are tall poppies, um, it can it can it can impact people's mental health, and I and I think, you know, I. I was thinking uh, thinking about this yesterday and I thought the 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 sort of the lesson that I've learned over time is that you have to look, you have to understand that everything I believe everything happens for a reason and um and I believe that in my mind <laughs> that it's what I, this is what I make myself believe to 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 stop um things from getting to me is is that as it, yeah, everything happens for a reason, and 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 these people, it's just part of the journey. It's part of, you know, every every person who succeeded in society in the in the past, you know, two hundred years ago, hundred years ago, they've all had to go through a similar thing, you know, with within their communities, within their, within their groups. People don't like um, high achievers, and that's it's just it's just a part of building yourself and building your confidence, and 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 it, it, it sort of it tests you, it tests you mentally. It's, it's it's all part of mental uh, personal growth 
and um and you know learning how to handle those things and if you can't you know if you can't handle the you know the words from people that might um be you know related to tall poppy syndrome then either you might not be ready for that role or for that position or you need to you need to step back and sort of have a think about why these these people might might be making these comments um and if it's something that you can improve on then take that as an opportunity to you know to to to, to improve that personal area so for example I, I I might um think about a personal example of um uh, comments that may have been made. For example, I had someone I had someone who was within the same industry. He uh the, the I, I won't mention his his, yeah. his um position. Um, but yeah, and 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 I was told by him that you know you just this is this is all a waste of time. You know you're you're you're, you're you don't know anything. You're not qualified. You need to like this is all gonna fall over you need to quit it while you still can and 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 that sort of it's like wow like an adult especially like you know for, for as a teenager an adult saying that to you that's unreal is like yeah because you because when you grow up you're, you're taught to you know listen to adults and and whatever they say is true is true and you have to listen to and so and so yeah that that um, when that comment came um it was very like yeah I, I i was i was like what do what do i what do i do with this like you know what do i do with this in my head yeah and and it's it, it just I, I i would say that that things like that have have helped me um they've helped me grow to you know the person that i am now they've helped me improve my my confidence because i know that sometimes people can say things like that that sound so tr- uh you know not true but sound they sound so possible that the, the theories that they might be putting across are so possible but um but but I've worked so I've worked hard to prove them wrong and and in my head I know that those comments or those um remarks that were said were not correct um and I was able to prove them wrong um by just putting in some hard work okay I need that to like marinate for a second the part that really got me and I've never even thought about it like this was if the, it happens for a reason and more so that when you're hearing and you're receiving these things whether it's I'm going to prove them wrong or do they have a point and am I ready to persevere I haven't mm. personally ever been able to take comments like that and go oh like to turn it in the way you have and that's your business mindset it's a ruthlessness and I mean that in like a very complimentary way yeah, of yeah. Uh, like I'm just going to take that on and keep going. That's actually really so impressive upon top of everything you've done. And I also wanted to draw back and thank you for sharing and opening up about mental health because I think that's a core part that often we see people who Mm. are tall poppies and everyone listening and I'm talking to you, you're so enthusiastic and you're succeeding in all these things, but people have emotions, people have feelings. And despite how you're putting out this persona of success and that's what people might see, there's a person under there. So when you give these comments, this is more of a lesson to other people, right? It's like if whoever said that to you, it's actually like reflect and look back at that person. What kind of adult says that to an aspiring young person 
an aspiring anything person in the industry and instead of fostering it and mentoring says that so for me when I hear that story I'm thinking what was going on in that person's head and that's hard to do because I'm a third party looking Mm -hmm. in and I obviously see what you've accomplished but at that moment in time for you to be able to take it on board as you say and say I'm going to prove you wrong is very impressive and that's period despite the age that's its second part of it just wow thank you yeah I, I mean not like my dad you know you asked about my my you know sort of uh parents input before and I think my dad now that he's seen because he he's he's, he's been a businessman his whole life and you know now that he's seen that I can perform and I can run a business and because he, he was he was obviously very apprehensive too about you know a 14 year old going into business but now he's he's been instrumental you know in my recent success by you know providing a sort of a third party opinion a third party you know experienced opinion about especially about comments that come and um and and that sort of thing and 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 I think in that specific instance, he told me, he told me, look at that person. They, you know, if if you were in their position, why would you be saying that? And 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 look, is it is it maybe something? Is it maybe because they have a? Is it maybe because they sense you as a threat? Yeah. Or is it is it because they have some kind of personal? personal issue that they might be dealing with um and and that they're projecting that onto you yeah it's it's, it's something that takes um it, it takes getting used to and, and as you said um you know there's a person behind everything behind you know every every persona person out there persona yeah and and i think um you know a lot of people especially when it's companies people like you know people are so ready to just especially on social media so ready to just like blast comments w- without uh without any basis and you know especially when you know at the beginning like I'm the only person within the company things like that pe- people don't quite realize that you know even though it might be an entity there, there there is still a person behind that and it can still be very hurtful because it's like saying I don't know it's it's like saying you, you you've spent three years on this piece of artwork and then and then some person who you've never met before comes and starts like saying the most nasty things about it that it's ugly it's that kind of thing like so, like something that you've worked on whether it's your personal career or a business or an idea when when someone attacks that it can be very difficult but it, but it is normally a projection of something that um that they might be insecure of that is a question that i'd had from some listeners was okay, you're talking to these people who have clearly persevered, but how did they do it? And that's what I like you've honed in on is skills you've taken through time. You're you're not denying the fact that it's taken, unfortunately, exposure to many comments to be able to externalize it in some ways and go, where is it coming from? So I think for those listening who are wondering how has he created this mindset, it's taken practice, but it's taken not practice it's taken mindfulness I would say is is that correct to say like it's an effort you've gone through yeah 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 yeah. and and I mean I I think you know I don't consider myself you know uh, the public might consider me as a very mentally strong person because I've been able to take all of these comments but I don't actually consider myself to be a mentally strong person and 
and um and uh, yeah at, at the beginning going into anything I mean it, it depends what you're doing it depends because there might be more, more or less criticism in certain industries or certain career paths but you, you just have to you just have to think about it deeply and and, and think about you know do, do, I, do I really need this to affect me you know is it is it is it going to change anything that I'm doing you know is it is the uh you know how was I feeling before they said this and has anything changed now other than them saying that no yeah. um so you know just just carry on with what you're doing but yeah as, as I was saying I when I was first starting out it was very difficult you know to to be getting these sort of comments from people who were older than me and who I thought I should be looking up to you know it was difficult because I I did have you know help from mentors but the people who I really needed help from um who you know were the people who had this industry expertise were mostly either not willing to talk to me because they didn't really they just thought I was a scam or something I don't know but and but and the rest were all were, were all very you know negative about it and it, and it was yeah it was difficult because people the people who I wanted to provide the service to were so grateful and happy that I was working on this but then the people who were actually supposed to be helping me provide that and build this up were, were all sort of yeah, very um negative about it, and, and and it took it took a lot of, you know, I had to really pull together my mental sort of strength to get get past that and to not show that um on the outside um because you can't walk around being a, you know, being a sad person. You can't cry. You, you have to learn how to compartmentalize, you know, emotions and and reactions from other people. A moment there, you can't cry just you're saying in your in your yes. business sense you don't want to yes. present that no, yeah 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 no I can't sit and sit at a board meeting and cry because something's that has upset me or someone said something mean yeah yeah like you you know obviously I don't know that that, that might sound a bit uh what's the word a bit uh heart uh, heartless but I have I have struggled I I have struggled really really badly at, at, at times and and um you know and I'm not I'm not someone to say you know that you can't be upset but in in, in my scenario I can't um I, you know I have to put I have to have two sides to myself I have to have the the internal side that I have at home where you know I, I might I might cry once in a while about something that's happened or something that someone said to me but yeah but on the outside you have to remain strong in certain um in certain roles and certain aspects yeah. Yeah, because you, you are to, it's, it's, yeah. You are that entity as you spoke about before. And I want to ask a bit. Obviously, you mentioned you went you've gone into the business and I wasn't quite sure. So for school, what was your school situation like? Were you actually somewhere or were you homeschooled, I believe? So 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 essentially I started the I was for some personal reasons, I I, I had to uh, I had to leave the school that I was um, going to and um, and switch to uh, homeschooling and and yeah so there was a period of about six months where um, where I wasn't enrolled there were some issues I wasn't enrolled that's when I started but then as soon as I started the company and and started at school I just didn't have time like like I, I was doing the absolute minimum you know requirements you know to stay enrolled. And I, and I just did not have time. Um, I I didn't have 
And because I was dealing with all this other stuff as well, um, you know, I was dealing with running a business and I was dealing with trying to, you know, uh, maintain this public image and, and you know, all this media stuff. It was, it was really difficult. It's not a decision that I think many people would make, but I did decide um, after some time to, um, to sort of pause the schooling until I um, sort of had grounded myself more and sort of knew, had a better idea of sort of where I was going and what I needed to do to get there. I mean, I do plan to, well, I hope to finish school in the future when I have time. But at this point in time, I'm I'm sort of just learning as I go. And, and, I, and I do have people around me now to, to support in certain aspects and roles that, um, that I might not have the necessary experience in. Yeah, and it's interesting because at 18, and a previous guest we've had, Rod Corbin, he's a um, sports high-performance psychologist, but high-performance as much as yourself. And he talks about, like, you get 18-year-olds who are just trying to figure out their identity, and you've been in this identity. It's 13, 14, right? It was when the inception happened. So it's just wild to me, and I know I'll keep saying it, but it's like, You've just turned 18 and you've already learned how to ex- internalize and externalize outside thoughts. You're confident. And yeah, school, school's a system, of course. And I'm not saying it's not an important way. It's some people's routes, but yeah, you have this strong business model and you go, I'm going to go full force. You do both for a while until it's like, you've got enough traction. Actually, I'm yeah. going to fully go to yeah. this one. Oh, um, I have I have two more questions. This one is a legit one. The last one's kind of just a fun one. But what is a key tip or strategy you do employ to stay on top of your game? I know we discussed mental health and how that can take a lot of energy. I'm not surprised. I import, I thank you for sharing that. But what is a strategy you employ to try and stay on top of the mental health and well-being aspects? I mean, I I think a lot of people will, people people have very mixed opinions about, you know, how to, to handle, um, you know, mental health and difficulties and things like tall poppy syndrome. And, you know, while I do believe, it, it really does depend on what you're doing and what, you know, what the mental health struggle might be. But I think that there are a lot of strategies out there, like, like I, I don't, I don't want to put anyone down, but you know, I don't know, meditating or whatever, um, that 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 I I feel um are just sort of there to cover up the problem and 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 you know try to you know get your mind off of it. But I, you know, following on, I I I'm not like a I'm not a spiritual person but I but I do believe everything happens for a reason as I said and I I also believe that if you're you know if you're going through something just I'll I'll give an example so a few I think it was in October last year so what one one of the towers that we have earlier on to to sort of save save money we were um we were not instead of building towers we were just putting the equipment on houses like to to transmit from and we had a, a a property um that we had some equipment on and I think it was supplying about about 300 people or so and um and and there was, there was no alternative location for this tower essentially what happened was the the homeowner came back from a trip over 
so, uh, like a quite a long trip overseas and and unfortunately she she, she had developed secondary breast cancer and um and so she had some some health concerns you know with this equipment being on her property and we 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 weren't in a position to try to educate her on that we 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 had to um you know be understanding and 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 um you know listen and follow her wishes but um i remember you know as i said previously there the, the, the was no alternative location for this tower and she said she wanted it gone she wanted it gone and she did, she said she wanted it gone right now I think I remember that, that the day that I got that email, I think this was like October last year. I, I can't remember. I remember I was lying on the on the living room floor. I can't remember whether I was crying or having a panic attack, but I was just like, this is this is it. Like, this is the end of the business. This is the end of, like, because this was our our most important tower and 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 the person who was hosting had just asked for it to be removed. Um, And and I, I, I was like, I had, I, I completely broke down, didn't know what to do. And thankfully, um, thankfully, I, I, you know, I was like, who do I call? I call, I called my dad. You know, he, he, he's also dealt with anxiety, and so he understood the position that I was in at that time. I was having a full-on panic attack because I, I was like, I was like, this is it. This is it. This is the day that it all, all, all goes down, and everyone else is, is the people who made all those comments are now, now, you know, right. But um. But you know, he he helped me, uh, and he said, you know, I'll, I'll I'll come down and see you. We'll sort it out. You know, we'll go and see them. We'll have a conversation, and and we ended up, you know, once I was able to both have someone external who wasn't involved and stressed about it, look look at the situation, and also, you know, be calm down and and look at it, you know, properly um look at the possible you know because when you're when you're overthinking when you're up, upset or depressed you don't think properly you don't think about all the possible solutions your mind um or at least my mind kind of it, it, it puts you in could put you in a false sense of security could put you in a false sense of defeat or failure and and so i mean from all like you know situations like that i've just learned that if you're going through something it's it's more than likely that you've gone through something previously in your life that is even worse than what you're going through now and you're here now you, you you you've gotten through that and you didn't remain or you may not have it, de it depends on what it is but you you didn't remain you know depressed for the rest of your life or, or upset because of that what that happened whether it was you know a, it might have been a death or a personal situation um you know you you, you overcame that and um and it follows on from you know that everything happens for a reason i just think you know it, it, it's just part of life and you 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 can people's minds are a lot more they're a lot stronger than they think you can you can really get through anything and you just need to think rationally and if if you're really struggling talk to someone else talk to someone else who you know you can you know talk to on a personal level and share that information with them and 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 a, and a person who can look at that rationally maybe for you if you if you don't think you can and that's that's sort of what I've done you know when when really terrible things come up like that whether it be in business or or in my personal life you just have to sit down and think you know this might feel like it's the worst day of my life but you will get through a you know you, you you've gotten through worse than this you look at where you are now you know and you might be at a really bad point in your life where you, where you know everything seems like it's going wrong but 
you're not going to be in that hole forever. Every things change all the time. Life change, like your life changes all the time, and you don't need to make yourself believe that that's how the rest of your life is going to be. Um, because you always, there's always room for change. There's always room for improvement, and um, and there's always room for self enrichment and uh, and for you to work on yourself. And um, and and you just need to put on that hard work. Um, to get to where you want to be that is so applicable especially because literally right now you caught me in the midst of like angst because hopefully no one can (laughs) hear that but we had an internet issue fully on my part and (laughs) literally I'm like oh my gosh the whole recording's gone knock on wood it's not whole recording's gone I've just wasted Alex's time would he do a re-interview and (laughs) as you're talking you just calmed me down my heartbeat just went down I love that it's like this you're gonna get through it you're not gonna be in that hole forever I wrote that part down yeah because people really people love to jump to conclusions and and I do I absolutely do the same like when that when that situation happened and I got that email I just was like oh my god like this is actually the end like it's (laughs) like I like I I I, you know I, I I I wasn't depressed at that time but I was I was like thinking to myself I was like I don't know how I'm going to get out of this I I genuinely don't know and, and in the heat of the moment it's like there is no option you know that there is no like like for example the recording you know when you're in the heat of the moment you're thinking you know shit this is this is it this is it you know what, what am I going to do you know but there's always a way to get get around tough things there's always an, an option you just have to think about it and if you can't think of one talk to someone else because they'll be able to think of one there's always not a way through everything because all your ancestors did, did it, you know. There's humans have been around for how many, how many years, and and we, you know, we, all these people have, you know, got through these struggles in life, you know, these wars, things, things that are a lot worse that are, that are happening to us now, um, and and you just need to, you just need to really, you know, ground yourself and 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 think about the situation calmly, and in, in, a, in, a, in a and and if you are not calm, then think, think about it later. <laughs> yeah that's insane and it links back to you said things happen for a reason that's freaking me out because typically (laughs) when I hear people's response to that question I'm like oh yeah that's wise but I'm calm when I'm asking it and I'm from a prepared position where I've prepped I've researched I know what I'm saying and you genuinely caught me in a moment of something's just not gone to plan this is terrible yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) there's gonna be no podcast (laughs) forever yeah, like, no, I know, I know exactly what you mean. I, I've I've been through that situation many times before, and yeah, it's just, yeah, the 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 pe- people, I I feel that people don't, uh, you, you know, we, we we live in our own bodies, and and we we need to learn how our minds actually work. And I I'm not a psychologist or anything, but I've learnt over time certain things about myself because. I feel that most people believe they know exactly, you know, how their mind works and how they're going to react to situations and how they're going to get out of those situations. But the the mind does do very weird things at times. It, it, it reacts to things in, 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 in ways you wouldn't expect. Um, and yeah, you just have to be prepared for those situations and 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 remind yourself ahead of time if you can that. You know, you 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 will be able to get through through any sort of uh, you know negative situation that comes across. 
Wow. Um, I'm going to swap from that very profound question to one that I do to wrap up each ep, just to kind of ground things and bring it back from wherever we were, <laughs> um, which is if you could have just one meal for the rest of your days, breakfast, lunch, dinner, literally all the time, what is this one meal going to be? Oh my God, I wasn't expecting that. I know, um, that's why I don't give it to you. Oh, uh, um, I don't know. I don't know. My, my, like, that's, that's one thing that I'm trying to work on at the moment is my eating because, because I, I'm so busy all the time. I eat, I, I eat, my, my, my diet is terrible. Um, but, uh, oh, I think that there's, there's a, there's a, because I'm, I'm, I have a Russian background. Um, I know it's not, not the best time to sort of be boasting about that, but, um, uh i there there are some um some beautiful russian meals that um that my mum um used to make for me growing up and there's one called um uh pilmeni and it's like it's sort of like this dumpling like meat dumpling that um that's cooked and i only like it when my mum makes it but that's i i I think i would live off of that i think i think i would be able to i could see that too it has like that nice you've got carbs you get some protein and veggies in there depending how you want it yeah I think that's a good one yeah <laughs> yeah it's like my favorite meal yeah but I because mum's moved away now and I, I I don't live with her anymore I, I yeah I don't I don't get to make them that often but sometimes she makes a bunch for me and puts them in the freezer and then like one day I'll be digging through the freezer for food I'm like, oh my god I can I can make some of these like you just have to boil them from frozen and, and, and you've got this this lovely Russian meal. <laughs> oh, what a gift. Well, we have gone all over the board today. And again, thank you for even in this moment, spreading your wisdom towards me and calming me down when I had a technical <laughs> issue, which is just hilarious. And thank you so much. I really hope that we'll continue to speak again. I feel like I've made a friend during this uh, interview. And I'm just so impressed by everything you do. And I'm really excited to see what this year brings. You're officially an adult, which you've been doing for years, but I can only imagine this year is going to be huge for you. Thank you. And, and I and I, I expect the same for you and, and your work as well, because and especially, you know, the Talk Bobby podcast, because, uh, you know, it's it's been talked about before in, in, in media and stuff, but I don't think, um, I, I, I think having personal discussions with people who have dealt with it is very important to you know to, to raise awareness to it and 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 for people to understand I think it also follows on to just comments that people make to other people in general and yeah. that you know those those comments can be very uh yeah, yeah they can go go they can go to heart um to for some people but yeah no I I, I wish the same for you as well and, and thank you very much for having me on thank you so much for listening to tall poppy talk We'll see you next time. Feel free to check us out on socials, YouTube, and the website. Thanks for today.